Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and in this podcast, a new episode will come out each weekend, and we'll have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. Um, And before we get into things, I do want to address the three-week hiatus I went on. So I've been doing an internship this summer, and I was on vacation recently, and, you know, on vacation I was doing work, and I was hanging out with my family, and I it was just I was just busy, to where I couldn't record, but either way I'm back at it, and I'll try to record as much as I can up until I get busy with school, and I'll still try to record um, when school comes around, but it might not be as often or. Um, who knows what, what will happen. Talk about that when we get closer. But today's episode will be an NFL season preview. And I am really excited to do this because training camp has started for some NFL teams and is actually coming up for others, which means NFL preseason's right around the corner. And that will mean NFL regular season's right around the corner. And I am really excited. And so this is just to... Pump me, pump me up about the upcoming season and pump y'all up for the upcoming NFL season. And how this is going to work is I'll go division by division. I'll talk e- about each team briefly, and then I'll go through some of the big acquisitions that they had this offseason through the draft, through trade, through free agency. I'll say which. And, um, and then after that, uh, once I'm done with that division, I will go... Um, to my predictions, and I'll go record by record in order from last to first. So we're going to have some fun with this. And I'll throw this out there right now, too, that there was no bias towards anything. It just happened to be, well, this this seems like a game that the Giants would win or lose. Same with Dallas, same with... Philadelphia, and I'm saying that because I, I am a Redskins fan. But just to preface that, no bias towards this, just pure predictions on what I think would happen. So let's go ahead and start AFC North. So with the Baltimore Ravens, I think they're in a good spot. Obviously, they have the youngster Lamar Jackson, and the defense is pretty strong. They lost, uh, I believe, Eric Weddle and C.J. Mosley this past offseason. And so now you're looking towards them addressing two big needs there and still needing to find some rhythm there on offense through a little bit of the run game and the passing game. So, and they addressed some of those positions pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well. So um, going through their additions, some of, the, some of their top ones that I believe, um, Marquise Brown, the receiver out of Oklahoma, drafted in the first round. Jalen Ferguson, edge rusher out of Louisiana Tech, drafted in the second. Miles Boykin, wide receiver out of Notre Dame, drafted in the third. Justice Hill, running back out of Oklahoma State, drafted in the fourth. Ben Powers, offensive lineman out of Oklahoma, drafted in the fourth. Then through free agency, I uh, saw Earl Thomas, um, Mark Ingram, and Shane Ray. Now, looking at these, Marquise Brown, obviously going to be the number one 
going to be one of the top receivers in Baltimore. Um, I've seen NFL experts predict or compare him to Deshaun Jackson, and I kind of agree with that. He's the shorter, speedier kind of guy who can separate from um, from those cornerbacks and get deep, and I think that's what Lamar Jackson needs. Um, and then looking at Earl Thomas, he's a big, hard-hitting safety coming uh, from the Seattle Seahawks, and just kind of the person they needed to replace the the role that Eric Weddle had in their defense, and then Mark Ingram as well. Um, he's going to help that run game. I feel like the the Ravens haven't been great at the at the run game at the running back position for a while. They 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 got it going last year, but I feel like they weren't truly consistent. Uh, Mark Ingram will help that out, and I do think for the Ravens before we move on that they could also be in a little bit of trouble this year. Because remember what happened with Colin Kaepernick and RG3. Their second years, well, obviously RG3 was a little different, but Colin Kaepernick, teams started kind of getting used to what the um, what they were doing, so they were adjusting to that kind of play and caught on pretty quick. So the Ravens could be in trouble in regards, in regards to that, at least. So let's move on to probably the best-looking team on paper, um, and that is the Cleveland Browns. And this team could easily be one of the top teams in the league just based off of what their roster looks like. Um, now, I'm not saying they will be 11-5 or 12-4, and but I'm saying they could be. They could be and the, a lot of these additions from this past year just add to it. Um, so getting into it, Olivier Vernon uh, with a trade through uh, the Giants. And then they got Odell Beckham Jr. through another trade through the Giants. Sheldon, Rich- Sheldon Richardson, the D-tackle out of free agency. Morgan Burnett, the safety out of free agency. Kareem Hunt, running back out of free agency. Greedy Williams, LSU cornerback, drafted in the second round. And Mac Wilson. Inside linebacker at Alabama, drafted in the fifth. So, you know, in regards to uh, Mac Wilson, because I know some people are probably questioning that one. It, to me, he could potentially contribute from day one, just because I, f- I think this the inside linebacker position for the Browns is a need, and they, he could be inserted day one. I. There are some people who have concerns about him, whether he's ready or, you know, stuff along the lines of that. But to me, I think he could potentially contribute day one. And there's to me, there's no question about it. Um, looking at Odo Beckham, obviously a big deal. Getting a number one receiver um, and pairing him with another number one receiver and a guy who was your number two receiver last year. Um Jarvis Landry was their number one big player and good friend of Odell Beckham. And Antonio Callaway, who had a big year last year and could prove it again this year. And just imagine those three guys with David Njoku and that good running back core and Baker Mayfield. Honestly, this Browns team could potentially be one of the most dangerous teams in the league. And then... Obviously, you have to address the Kareem Hunt edition here. Obviously, what he did wasn't right, but 
should he play, if he plays, they, uh, they'll get a big addition on the field, and he will offer a lot at, at the position. And it's just gonna, it, th- that team's going to be hard to stop. So moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, this is one of the few teams I've really kind of questioned going into training camp because they really didn't do much in free agency. They did pretty well in the draft, but still didn't get everything that they needed, um, which could put them in complete danger of not even getting past seven, six wins this year. So some of their big additions, Jonah Williams, offensive lineman drafted out of Alabama, uh, first round. Drew Sample, tight end out of Washington, who was drafted in the second. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, outside linebacker from NC State, drafted in the third. And then Ryan Finley, quarterback from NC State, drafted in the fourth. And starting with Jonah Williams, he was going to be a big addition and was going to be a huge, huge part to this offensive line. And if he had not gotten hurt, I think they would have had a little bit of better record from what ended up becoming of it. And so, because these are my predictions, obviously, and with him getting hurt, I just don't trust that offensive line, and who knows what will happen to Andy Dalton. Drew Sample was a huge addition uh, because they lost both Tyler Croft and C.J. Uzma in free agency, and they needed a true tight end, both blocking and pass catching coming out of coming out of the draft because you have Tyler Eifert who's been injury prone and who knows if you can really trust him. And then uh, the other guy on a dress here is Ryan Finley. Um, I think Finley could potentially start. I think he's that good. You know, first first college game of the year, the NFL experts were predicting him to be the one of the top quarterbacks drafted in the first round, potentially round two as well. But they had him highly rated. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals are awful and in the last four games they have maybe three four wins and they throw him in maybe they hope he wins a couple games and finally we must address the Pittsburgh Steelers Uh, this team obviously lost big pieces in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown they lost Marcus Gilbert as well uh, through trade to the Cardinals and so who knows what's going to happen but I do think this team uh had prepared um, to lose at Le'Veon Bell and potentially Antonio Brown. Anyway, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, you have James Conner, you have James Washington, a receiver. So they, they were ready for something like that to happen, and now they hope for their youngsters to prove and some of their new additions to prove themselves. So here we go. Steven Nelson, a cornerback out of free agency. Dante Moncrief, receiver out of free agency. Devin Bush, inside linebacker out of Michigan. Deontay Johnson, who is a defensive back out of Toledo, and Benny Snell, who is a running back out of Kentucky. Um, you know, to me, there's really only one guy you have to talk about here, and that's Devin Bush. Um, the Steelers have been looking for inside linebackers since Shazier's had his um, injury, and Devin Bush can easily be the guy and will bolster up this defense. And I do think there were. There, there were celebrations of getting Devin Bush in the draft. And I do think the Steelers will be 
kind of up there in contention to potentially make it to the playoffs this year um, within this division. But who really knows what's going to happen? Because uh, there's injuries that will happen all over the place, and you can't predict that. So um, looking at what I predicted for the North, in fourth, I had Cincinnati at 4-12. and um, Obviously, um, like I said earlier, questions about them. Pittsburgh, 8-8. Eight and eight. Baltimore, 8-8. Eight and eight. And Cleveland at nine and seven, um, so those three teams are competitive, and you would expect that. But there could be a, a, a chance to where one team just one team starts going on a streak and starts pulling away. That can always happen. And again, injuries are a part of this. Don't count that out. Uh, so if Cleveland winning the North, so let's move on to the NFC North. Uh, so looking at this one, let's start with the Minnesota Vikings. I think this seems a good team. They just didn't live up to the hype last year. They had Kirk Cousins, who um, he, he's a good quarterback, but you don't know what kind of Kirk Cousins you'll get. You don't know if you're going to get the guy who will throw for 300 yards, 400 yards in a game, or the one who kind of gets the quick feet, doesn't know what to do, and just gets scared. Um I think the Vikings will improve. They get a lot of things back. Of course, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook. I think this team will end up being a pretty good team. Uh, and I only had two big additions for them, and Garrett Bradbury, the center out of NC, out of NC State, uh, who was drafted in the first, and Irv Smith, the tight end uh, from Alabama, drafted in the second. Obviously, two big guys who are coming in, in from the draft and two youngsters who I think Irv Smith, not necessarily – is going to start for Gary Bradbury, I think we'll start from day one. There's a reason he, he was drafted round one and in the teens, and they trust him, they need him, and, I mean, what can you say about that? And Herb Smith, he'll add a dimension to the offense to where now you can run two tight end sets, and people kind of, I mean, they won't necessarily stray away from Thielen and Diggs, but Kyle Rudolph could be running over the middle just a little bit more here with the addition of Irv Smith. That's really all to say about the Vikings. Um, but uh, moving on to the Packers. This team did a lot in the offseason. Got got a lot of really good players. Um, and definitely boosted up that defense. And I think they should look good should Aaron stay healthy and uh, just be Aaron Rodgers. So uh, some of their additions. Z- uh, outside linebackers, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith uh, through for agency. Adrian Amos, safety coming out of uh, Chicago. And then going into the draft for Sean Gary, D-lineman coming out of Michigan. Darno Savage, safety coming out of Maryland. And then uh, Jay Sternberger, a tight end coming out of, I believe, Texas A&M. And so, yeah, I mean, you're looking at this, and to me, Adrian Amos, you have to highlight him because he played well in Chicago and Chicago just couldn't lock him up to where now he's in Green Bay and looking for revenge against Chicago now. And who knows how he's going to play against them. And Sean Gary going to be a big part of that defense. Um, I feel like he's going to be moved around to D-tackle, D-line, and the Packers are just going to eat him up, you know, in the good way. Have him out in the field constantly and move him around to where some people, some of the DNs can maybe move to linebacker and you have all of this Fun and fun and games with Rashawn Gary, and then um, Jay Sternberger, a tight end that I think they 
they might use because there there were rumors going into the offseason that uh, Mercedes Lewis might not come back and that he eventually did and that they could move on from Jimmy Graham. So who knows what will happen there. And I would just say watch out for Jace and Green Bay. Another, and by the way, another weapon for A.A. Juan Rodgers. Moving on to Detroit. Uh, Detroit, I think this team could take a lot of steps. Obviously, oh, let me go back to the package for a little bit. New head coach as well. Same with the Bengals. Forgot to, forgot to address that. So two other reasons why maybe they could... Uh, another reason why maybe the Packers... Uh, one reason why the Packers might not be um, performing at the level they should, or the Bengals won't win that much. So let's go back to the Lions, who now are at a second season head coach. Um, I think they will be improved uh, just because they're they're now used to the offense. They're used to the defense. They're used to everything with this coach. And uh, I, I think they've added a good amount of uh, of players here. So to, to really, truly develop into uh, a good team. So you have TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa, who was drafted in round one. And then you have Will Harris, who is a DB, coming out of Boston College. And then you have Austin Bryant, who is a defense lineman coming out of Clemson, who's drafted in the fourth. Will Harris is drafted in the third. Then free agency, you get Trey Flowers, uh, the D-end, Jesse James, the tight end. Danny Amendola, the receiver, and C.J. Anderson, the running back. Um, for the Lions, obviously, Hawkinson's going to be a big big part of this offense. Now you're going to get a, a blanket from Matt Stafford. Um, he also has Kenny Galladay, but uh, Hawkinson should, be, should produce a lot when it, comes to, when it comes to Detroit in this offense. I think they'll check down to him or find him open across the middle. I think that's... Uh, that will truly, truly um, help them out a lot. Trey Flowers, big defensive end coming out of New England. Um, obviously a, a factor in going to Detroit and Matt Patricia, who is in New England. Um, so kind of understanding the defense there. And then, of course, let's talk about C.J. Anderson and what he did with the Rams while Gurley was hurt. Um, obviously, we don't have to talk about the Super Bowl, but um, he, he, even when Gurley was hurt, you know, he, he produced, C.J. Anderson produced coming right off the street, which I think uh, the Lions should really, really look forward to. Then we look at to, then we look to Chicago. Um, I think this team is, I'm not going to say even better. I, I think this team probably stayed about the same. Not, not, a, not necessarily a lot coming out of here um, through the offseason. Ha-ha Clinton Dix uh, through for agency, the safety to replace uh, Amos, David Montgomery, the running back. Um, he, he was drafted in the third, and Riley Ridley, the wide receiver coming out of Georgia, drafted in the fourth. And so, oh, David Montgomery, by the way, drafted in round three and out of Iowa State. So, to me, Chicago really kind of stays, stays the same. 
Uh, Riley Ridley is another weapon, but he's. I don't think he's going to start. I think he'll be used a little bit. Um, they'll like to use him. And, um, the Haha Clinton Dix, like I said, he'll replace Amos. He should play well. He's been with Green Bay. He's been with Washington. And Montgomery should should provide an impact as they got rid of uh, one of their one of their running backs. Can't remember his name right now, but it was he used to be a key player in the offense, and they just they don't find a use for him anymore. Shipped him off to I believe Philadelphia. So uh, that's where the NFC North. That's about the NFC North. Um, records for those teams from last to first. Minnesota, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, I think you have those games where Kirk Cousins plays well and some you don't. And then there's some where just his uh, surroundings don't perform well. Uh, Green Bay, 9-7. A-A-Ron. Detroit, 9-7. I think that's going to be the shock of the league that Detroit makes it to 9-7. And then Chicago, 10-6. and six. So a little bit different from last year. So now let's move on from the Norths to the Souths. So we'll start in uh, the AFC South with Tennessee. I think Tennessee is looking at a, a, um, what could be a, I think, and will be potentially a better season. They just have to be cautious. They were so close to the playoffs last year, and I think there's a chance they do that again. I think Mar- I think their concern is, can Mariota take take us there? Can he stay healthy? Can he avoid bust status? And if he does, I think this team's going to be good. And some of the additions they had, Jeffrey Simmons coming out of the first round out of Mississippi State, deep lineman. A.J. Brown, who is a receiver, uh, out of Ole Miss, drafted in the third round, and then he had Nate Davis, who was a guard coming out of Charlotte. Uh, and then other acquisitions: Ryan Tannehill through a trade with the Dolphins, Roger Saffold, a guard out of free agency, Adam Humphreys, a receiver out of free agency, and Cameron Wake, a defensive end out of free agency. So looking at this, I have to address it, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. It does not seem like he'll play. There could be. A shot. He did tear his ACL back in February. So, you know, there's a little, there's probably little optimism that he will, but if he does, he should be making an impact. He probably won't be playing when uh, the season opens, but I would look out for him to maybe come maybe middle or late season. Uh, let's talk Ryan Tannehill really quick. Uh, quarterback. It, it was interesting to see that them that they acquired Tannehill because Mariota's an injury-prone kind of guy. Tannehill's an injury-prone kind of guy. So to have two quarterbacks like that, it makes me a little worried because I don't know if Mariota goes down, if you can trust Tannehill, and what happens if Tannehill goes down. I mean, that, that's the problem because they're both kind of like that. So I, that was the one transaction that I thought was weird, but it's still a big name and still pretty big to have, for them to now have Tannehill as a backup to, to Mariota instead of Blaine Gabbard. Then let's talk uh, Roger Schaffold. I think he should be a big part of that offense line. It improves that situation a little bit dif- differently. And uh, they had a pretty 
decent offensive line, and he should be the one who uh, replaces Quentin Spain, um, who left in free agency. So the Titans should look pretty decent this season. Uh, let's look to Jacksonville, who I think it is a team that improved this year, got rid of Blake Bortles, um, and they're look, really looking forward to the future, and all Jacks fans should. So obviously, big name in Nick Foles coming through free agency at the quarterback. Jake Ryan playing at inside linebacker. Chris Conley um, from the receiver position. Uh, all three of those coming free from free agency. Josh Allen, the outside linebacker, edge rusher coming out of Kentucky, who's drafted in the first round this year. And Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle that was drafted um, in the second, and he comes out of Florida. So obviously we got to talk Nick Foles. You know, uh, Nick should be uh, should just completely take over in Jacksonville. You know that he is going to be. You just know he's going to be good. There's no doubt about it, and that, uh, and you know, there's a lot more optimism about this team now. He's there, and Blake's gone. Blake never really lived up to the hype. Nick should. Um, Josh Allen, he'll be a big part of that defense. You know, obviously, Talvin Smith said he's taking the year off, um, and so uh, he. They have to hope that Josh Allen makes an impact, and he should. He absolutely should, and that's why he was drafted top 10. And then Juwan Taylor. Uh, he's an offensive lineman. They needed help on the offensive line, it, especially a tackle. And to me, uh, he should make an impact. He was, he was early on, you know, even going into the draft a little bit, he was projected to go first round. He falls in the second. So I think the Jags truly got to steal with Taylor and should really look forward to um, – how he how he protects Nick this upcoming season. Let's head to Indianapolis with the Colts. So obviously another really good team. Um, I think this this division is probably the loaded division. Uh, I think there are teams that uh, there are divisions that are really weak, but I think this is probably one of the strongest ones. Uh, the Colts, you know, they're looking at. Uh, I think it com- coming off a strong year. I think. They could be the team to watch out for in the AFC, um, and because they made some really good, really good additions here. Uh, Rocky Sin, cornerback out of Temple, drafted in the second. Uh, <laughs> Paris Campbell, uh, the receiver uh, out of Ohio State, drafted in the second. Justin Houston, outside linebacker, coming out of free agency. Devin Funches, receiver, coming out of free agency, and Spencer Ware, running back, coming out of free agency. Um, so let's address some of these. Rocky Sin, corner. This team needed some help at corner. Um, they got it in Rocky Sin. I think this team, you know, defensively is looking a lot more stronger. Of course, Darius Leonard. Uh, but getting a young, good corner should help solidify this defense and maybe shut down some of the receivers within their division. Uh, Paris Campbell, he's going to be a big addition as well. Um, receiver, and it's adding to what... They had in T.Y. Hilton, so honestly, they you know and they added Devin Funches, so they're those are three pretty decent receivers. You know if they could get maybe one more, I would feel a little bit better about the Colts. But then obviously you have to address Justin Houston, who was great in Kansas City. Now you get him as an edge rusher there. Let me just tell you right now, Indianapolis defense 
could be could potentially be even scarier than some. So just to look at, just to look out for the Indianapolis Colts. Then finally, we got to talk Houston Texans. Um, this one's a little tough because they didn't really address the offensive line that much. I do think that they could potentially run away th- with the division should things go their way, and should uh, should Deshaun Watson play lights out, or they get a lot of help. So I just think that this is going to be a big a big deal. So and some of their some of these additions could help. Sean Gibson, safety, out of free agency. Bradley Roby, cornerback, out of free agency. Titus Howard, uh, offensive lineman, coming out of, uh, well, drafted in the first round, coming out of Alabama State. And Lonnie Johnson, drafted in the second, who's a defensive back coming out of Kentucky. Um, out of these, I'm only going to address Titus Howard here just because he's the most important one that they had. Um he should play left tackle, and it all depends, I think, on how well he performs, on how well this team does. If he plays well, Deshaun's going to play play like normal Deshaun Watson. If he doesn't, he's going to be scrambling. He's going to get sacked as maybe the, the same amount of times he did last year or twice as many times. So here's to Titus Howard. And if you're a Houston fan, just pray that he does well because I think it all depends on him. So looking at the predictions for the South, like I said, this is going to be a competitive division. North, it's just the way that it happened and ended up being competitive. It probably won't be that way, um, both for the AFC and NFC. But I think this one's probably the strongest because I think you have a lot of really good teams. Houston, uh, 7-9. Tennessee, 7-9. Indianapolis, 8-8. Jacksonville, 9-7. Pretty simple right there. 8-9-8-7. No 6. So let's go to NFC South. And honestly, I think this could be... This could be a really strong division, but I don't have a good feeling about it. Um, So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucs should take a step forward, um, definitely defensively, but they need to take it offensively because uh, James just needs to step up. And if he if he doesn't, then they're going to be in big trouble. And I think that's the big issue here. But they definitely took a step forward defensively. Um, because all these guys are def- are defensive players here. <coughs> Devin White drafted uh, LSU linebacker drafted in the first round. Sean Bunting, Central Michigan DB, drafted in the second round. Jamil Dean, third round draft pick out of Auburn DB. Then you get. His name's really hard to pronounce. Sue, comes in Sue, um, the defensive tackle, and then Shaquille Barrett, an outside linebacker. And if you look at this team, obviously the biggest one's Devin White. They needed an inside linebacker. Quan Alexander left in free agency. Even if they had him, they would still need an inside linebacker. Devin White should be really, really good. He will compete with Luke Keekley 
and Deion Jones as two really good middle linebackers within that division. Um, the Saints, Demorio Davis, he's outside, inside, so I don't know particularly where to put him. But these teams have some really good linebackers. Devin White will be up there. Shaquille Barrett should be pretty big. You know, going into outside linebacker, he'll be opposite of Levante David. They needed some help there. They'll help that defensive line as well, um, which is something they did need to address. And then we'll go uh, Bunting and Dean together because they're defense backs, both corners. Um, And defensive back corner in particular was a big need for this team. For them to get two in or... Two, one in the second, one in the third was big. Um, they should help immediately. Yes, they have Vernon Hargraves, but I still and with those three young corners, I think this team should should take a step forward um, this season. And look, they should look good in the secondary. And if they don't, they got to reevaluate. Go New Orleans. Obviously, one of the best teams within the I think the league. Just missed out on going to the Super Bowl off of off of a bad missed call. But that's all I'm gonna say. But I think the Saints they took a step forward um in every sort sort of way, offensively, defensively. Um they were good defensively, they're good offensively, and I think they just got stronger offensively. Uh especially with tight end Jared Cook. Jared Cook was great with Oakland. And I think he's going to, uh, and I'll just address him now. He was great with Oakland, and um, I think he will be really good with New Orleans, and he could be maybe up to that Jimmy Graham level to where this team could be even more dangerous. Malcolm Brown, the defense tackle through free agency. Latavius Murray, a running back through free agency. And then they got a center, Eric McCoy, who was drafted in the second round, and he comes out of Texas A&M. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about McCoy really quick. Um, obviously, big addition there. Uh, their center, Max Unger, he decided to retire, so they needed somebody to fill that void. Eric McCoy should be able to do that and hopefully live up to the hype. I'm, even if he performs uh, poorly, I think Breeze can get the ball off because he just has a lot of weapons and not everybody can be shut down um, with all they have there in New Orleans. So I think the Saints the Saints are going to be scary yet again. So let's go to Carolina. Um, this team, I'm a little worried about this team, not like I was with the Bengals, because from what I heard, they could potentially sit Cam this whole year. I wouldn't advise that. I would try to play him, but... I'm worried about this team because, again, this is another team that didn't really do a lot to address a lot of their needs. Um, but I still think they shouldn't be bad. They shouldn't be in the 4 and 12, 3 and 13s. I think they should be better than that. Um, but they did have some pretty good additions in uh, the outside linebacker coming out of FSU and Brian Burns, who's drafted in the first. Greg Little, offensive tackle coming out of Ole Miss, drafted in the second round. And Will Greer, the quarterback out of West Virginia, who was drafted in the third. Matt uh, Paradis, center coming out of free agency. Gerald McCoy, D-tackle from free agency. And Chris Hogan, receiver coming out of free agency. 
And here I'll highlight uh, Hogan, just Hogan for right now. Um, Hogan was pretty good. He was he had that one good year in Buffalo. He played New England. He played pretty well, and you know he got lost in the shuffle in New England. He should help in Carolina, who really needed help at uh, receiver. But you should they just should not straight up rely on him to be their best receiver and to him develop his number one because he was he ended up having one really good year in Buffalo when he wasn't number one. He played well in New England when he wasn't number one. So I think you can't put him at number one. Um, Will Greer. Let's talk about Greer as well. He he might play, like I said, depending on what they actually do with Cam. Um, it was a good draft pick, but I think you also have to be wary of his decision to sit um, for the bowl game and truly know if he's ready. So, And then looking at Atlanta, I think this team should bounce back from wasn't a, from a season that wasn't what they wanted. Um, but this is a team that really didn't do a lot to address um, needs. So, like, the top two were two first-round picks, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. Both offensive linemen. That should help their offense with Matt Ryan and Devonta Freeman and Julio and Calvin. and you know, I, I just feel like they could have done a lot more to improve. So, I, I do expect them to improve. I think Matty Ice will rebound, and I think the defense will get better. A lot of it dealt, was dealing with injuries, too. So if they get healthy, I think this team could potentially be dangerous. I'm looking at the predictions I had for the South. Um, Carolina, 4-12. and 12, I think that could potentially be the case if Cam does sit. Tampa Bay, 5-11. and 11. I think that's worst-case scenario if... James just doesn't step up. Atlanta seven and nine. New Orleans eleven and five. So now we are going to the East, and we're going to start in the AFC East. So, and we'll start with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, looking at the Dolphins, this team. Could have a really good year, but also could have a really bad year, uh, depending on what they do at quarterback. If they start the season with Fitzpatrick, I think they'll win a couple games, but I also think that Rosen won't be happy with the Josh Rosen won't be happy with the pick, um, and will kind of lash out like he. He didn't necessarily latch out in Arizona. He knew that they're moving on, but he might want to be traded for Miami if Fitzpatrick is chosen over him. And this, who knows? This team could be completely different. But I only have three big additions: Christian Wilkins, uh, the defense lineman out of Clemson, who was drafted in the first; Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. And I do want to address Josh Rosen, and he's the only one I'll address. Rosen, I think, is a really good quarterback. I really do think he is. I think, uh, you know, it sucks that it was only one season then out in Arizona. Honestly, I don't think that was super fair. 
to Rosen. I know Kingsbury really wanted Josh Rosen, but it seemed like Arizona just didn't want that because they fired their head coach after one year. Uh, And Miami's, you know, just there's a lot going on in Miami. And I feel like if Rosen starts from day one, they could truly be a really good team because I think he is a good quarterback. Do I think there will be a contention in the playoffs? No, but I think he can be a good quarterback and they can improve. Uh, Moving on to the Jets. This team got a lot um, and improved. And in the best way possible on the defense and on the offense, uh, gain, gain some really, really big free agents and really big additions through the draft. So going through them, Le'Veon Bell, uh, the running back out of free agency, C.J. Mosley, linebacker out of free agency, Jamison Crowder, receiver through free agency, Quinnen Williams, uh, the defense lineman out of Alabama who was drafted in the first, and Ja'Kai Polite, the edge rusher, out of Florida, drafted in the third. Um, obviously, I got to address Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think Bell will put up a ton of production in New in New York. Nothing's gonna go wrong with that. I think he's gonna love it there. He's gonna love having a younger run, uh, quarterback, and can truly kind of show off his game in New York in a division that I think really needs a guy like him. You, you don't see a lot of those run really, really good star running backs coming out of this division. Uh, CJ Mosley, big get at linebacker, big get at middle linebacker. They needed somebody there. Mosley was the guy uh, they had their eyes set on, got him, and should really improve that defense even more. And that defense wasn't bad, but I still think it could improve a lot more. And then uh, Quentin Williams, the tackle, just did. How could you not like the guy from what what you've seen through the draft process and all that? I think this is a good pick, and I think he'll help uh, solidify the inside and get uh, get guys like Jakai Polite more sacks or get get him some sacks and get uh, you know the Leonard Williams uh, more production and Henry Anderson more production as well. So I think the Jets have a lot to look forward to. So let's let's go to New England. As much as people don't like to hear this, I think the Patriots will be good. But the problem is, will they figure out um, what happens there at tight end? If they aren't successful at tight end, I don't think they'll be great at other in other aspects on the offense because they won't. Obviously, they lost Gronk, so. They lost. They lose a big dimension of that offense. So who knows what may happen there? Uh, but they did add another tight end. So Nikhil Harry, receiver out of Arizona State, who was drafted in the first. Chase Winovich, D lineman from Michigan, drafted in the third. And Damian Harris, running back Alabama, drafted in the third. Ben Watson, the tight end through free agency, and Demaris Thomas, the receiver out of free agency. Um. Let's talk Ben Watson, uh, just because I talked about Gronk leaving. He's good. He's old. He actually came out of retirement and come back with the Patriots. I just don't see him producing much like Gronk. I don't see them having any tight ends producing like Gronk. So I think they could potentially have trouble um, with that, but 
I don't think they'll hold him back that much because they're more of a based off of the last couple years they've been a run heavy offense and that's why it's big that they had Damian Harris another guy who can come in and run the ball to go along with Shoney Michelle and oh boy just that's what the Patriots are going to be doing you know they're just going to be running the ball and it was interesting to see that they added a guy like Demarius Thomas like I said they added Nikhil Harry um you already have Julian Edelman you have a couple other good receivers I don't know if Demarius Thomas will last long on the team I just thought it was an interesting move. But if he does last, he'll be a big addition. He'll help out a lot. You saw what he did in Denver up until last year. And he could potentially produce like that. Then let's go to Buffalo, who I think is probably one of the most intriguing teams to look out for this year. A lot of So I'm going to get right into their uh, additions. I have a lot of them. Mitch Morse, center out of free agency. Cole Beasley, and John Brown, both receivers out of free agency. Tyler Croft, tight end out of free agency. Ty Secchi, offensive lineman out of free agency. TJ Yeldon, running back, free agency. Quentin Spain, guard, free agency. Frank Gore, running back, free agency. Ed Oliver, D lineman out of Houston, drafted in the first round. Cody Ford, offensive lineman out of Oklahoma, drafted in the second. Devin Singletary, running back out of Florida Atlantic, drafted in the third. Dawson Knox, tight end, drafted out of the third. So a lot from the Bills, and I think that was what the Bills absolutely needed to do to compete in this. Maybe not to compete, but to to truly improve. So um, I think some of the highlights, Cole Beasley and John Brown, both uh, decent receivers. I think they can up their game in Buffalo as they get too big upgrades there in uh maybe not upgrades but huge two big weapons for josh allen there in buffalo which is something they absolutely needed now throw tyler croft in that uh in that mitch morris ty Secchi, quentin spain three big additions there Uh oh throw in cody ford with that all offensive linemen morris center and Secchi, tackle spain spain guard forward guard so you pretty much could potentially have a starting offensive lineman out of those out of those four um, minus one tackle. Tackle, center, guard. Yeah, so they I think they took a big step forward in regards to that. And then interestingly, let's highlight these these two: Frank Gore and Devin Singletary. They had Deshaun McCoy. Oh, and T.J. Yeldon. They had Deshaun McCoy. They still do. And this astounds me that they decided to go Frank Gore. They now have two old running backs. TJ Yelvin's there. And Devin Singletary. They have a crowded backfield, which makes me think, what the hell are they going to do there if they go with four running backs? I mean, how are they going to do that? R- rotate in first, second, third, and then the start of the new drive, go with somebody new. I mean, it's going to help. Frank Gore was a great running back. So T.J. Owen's pretty good. Who knows what Devin Singletary is going to be like. But I think those three additions could really help. So let's take a look at the uh, records here for the AFC East. Well, nothing really changing here. Buffalo, 6-10. Miami, 7-9. and 
Jets improving here to nine and seven. I think they'll be that good. Um, and New England, eleven and five, because they're New England. I mean, how could you not? Uh, so now let's go to the NFC East and talk and start with the Redskins. Redskins, I think it should be an interesting year. Um, I think they will end up going Haskins, but uh, I think it all depends for them. Injuries. If they are healthy, they could potentially be a really, really good team. I'm not. Oh, let me change that to a good team. Uh, they're not going to be up there with the Saints or the Bears. Um, they'll be good. Let's just say that. Some of their additions: Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of out of Ohio State, drafted in the first. Montez Sweat. Edge rusher out of Mississippi State, drafted in the first. Terry McLaurin, receiver, drafted out of uh, Ohio State, uh, drafted in the third. Calvin Harmon, receiver out of NC State, drafted in the sixth. Jimmy Moreland, cornerback out of JMU, drafted in the seventh. And Landon Collins. So let's talk about Haskins. I think Haskins wound up starting. I think he'll beat out Keenum. I think that's the right way to go. Uh, I think he'll have an impact on them because he's learned from Keenum. He's learned from uh, from Smith, um, kind of their experience. Keenum had a really good experience in Minnesota and obviously had down here in Denver. And he's learned. He's probably going to learn a lot from Alex Smith. So he could truly be one of the most shocking um, rookies this year. And could potentially be up there to win Rookie of the Year. I'm not saying he will, but there's a chance he could. Um, let's let's talk uh, Jimmy Moreland. Uh, I highlighted him because there's been a lot of buzz coming out of uh, like those rookie camps and all that to where he looks really, really good. Um, some people are projecting him to make the roster. Some people are projecting him to maybe even play really early on. I'm not saying he will, but it sounds like from what all the Redskin beat writers were saying and kind of what what the staff saying about them and other players that he could be really good. And I'm excited because I'm a JMU kind of guy. Let's go, Jimmy. And then let's address uh, Montez Sweat. So for Sweat, I think that that was a big addition. They lost Preston Smith through free agency, uh, and they would have been stuck with Ryan Anderson. But they they like Montez Sweat. You pair him up with Ryan Kerrigan, and you look at what you what they have at I mean, a linebacker. They have Mason Foster, who's a who's been pretty good, but they they need to figure out somebody to go along with them, go along with him. So I don't really know. But Montez Sweat will be a big addition, kind of hope, help Kerrigan um, get off the edge there. That defensive line, that that defense for Washington, minus maybe the free safety spot, and the other middle linebacker spot should be pretty decent. So I'd look out for them. Philadelphia. This team's going to be good. Um, but I do – I do. There, there's one thing I question about the, the Eagles here. Who takes over should Wentz go down again? A lot of people are saying he's going to go MVP potential. There's potential that he could. But what happens if he gets hurt? That's going to be a big issue. What do they do at quarterback? They just gave him a big contract. So who knows? Some additions here. Recently just 
brought back Darren Sproles through free agency. Zach Brown, middle linebacker through free agency. Andre Dillard, offensive lineman uh, through the draft. And Andre Dillard, I believe, out of Washington State. And then Miles Sanders. The running back out of Penn State drafted in round two. So obviously uh, some pretty good additions there to Philadelphia. Um, I would have been a little bit, you know, if I'm an Eagles fan, I would, like I said earlier on, I would be a little concerned about backup quarterbacks. But Zach Brown should be a pretty decent addition. You know, middle linebacker was a need, and they adjusted with him. He played pretty well in Washington but didn't like it there. And... You know, obviously he played in Buffalo and he played pretty well there, so they should be pretty excited. Uh, Andre Dillard should be a pretty interesting addition here. He's listed at offensive tackle, so it seems like they could be ready to move on from Peters as he as he's getting older. They're obviously not going to try to replace Lane Johnson. If they do, they're stupid. Um, and then two running backs. I mean, they did they did kind of need some running back help. You know, they, they weren't really that great at the run game last season, but with those two, they should they should look um, pretty decent. So let's go to the Giants. Uh, people were saying they're a mess. I think, uh, I don't really think they are. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think they are much of a mess than people think they are. I think they got what they wanted, but... Could they have done it differently? Absolutely. Uh, so some additions. Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke, drafted in the first. Dexter Lawrence, D-lineman out of Clemson, drafted in the uh, first. DeAndre Baker, defensive back out of Georgia, drafted in the first. Oshane Ziminis, edge rusher out of Old Dominion, drafted in the third. Uh, wide receiver Golden Tate coming out of... Uh, Free agency, Kevin Seidler through trade, and Jabril Peppers through trade, both with the Browns. Uh, Daniel, in regards to Daniel Jones, I think it was a it was a good pick. They wanted him. They took him. Um, and I don't understand why a lot of people are mad. Um, I think they would have liked to take him a little bit later you know, to see if Haskins would have fallen to them or if they could have taken Haskins at sixth. Uh, but... I think Jones should be good once he steps in for Eli. I have a feeling he will. Uh, so I think Daniel Jones will, will prove people wrong. Maybe not easily, but um, he, he will eventually do that. Uh, DeAndre Baker. This team did need some help in secondary. I think Baker was the right guy. Um, he was one of the one of few defensive backs to actually go in the first round. Um so I think that proves how much faith they have in him, and I think he will be good. And let's talk uh, Zeitler. I think this is going to help a lot. They obviously made big addition last year in Solder coming from New England, and they drafted Will Hernandez. They have a decent center. So now they have another guard who can play, and they just need to figure out that last tackle spot, and I think this team this team could potentially be dangerous in both the passing game and, de- uh, and running game. So let's end the NFC East 
with the Cowboys. Who knows what what will happen with the Cowboys? Should Dak or uh, or Zeke or Amari get extensions? Hearing that Zeke could potentially hold out. Um, if that's the case, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys, um, especially if Frederick's out again. Um, but I feel like they should be pretty decent again, um, and don't. And I'm just being honest. And it, but here's again, here's the one concern, and this happened. This has happened with a couple teams where there's very few additions that I've written down. Randall Cobb. Wide receiver out of free agency is one. Tristan Hill, the defense lineman, drafted in second is one. And Connor McGovern, the offensive lineman, out of uh, who they drafted in the third, and out of Penn State. And it's just to me, you know, the, the guards a pretty good position, like pretty good addition with, with McGovern. Hill, I mean, they did need some help in the inside and. You know, Cobb didn't really live up to what he's done last year, so I think it's a little questionable. Um, I still think this team could they could be good, but th- this could all also be a train wreck of a season. It, it, it could, it really could. So I don't count anything out with the, with the Cowboys. Uh, record prediction wise, Giants six and ten. Dallas eight and eight, Philadelphia nine and seven, Washington nine and seven, and like I said in the introduction, I am a Redskins fan. I was not trying to get the Redskins to win the division. It just happened to go that way. So then, the last division is the West. So let's go in and start with the Denver Broncos. This is the other team that I am really, 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 really concerned about. I just don't see a lot going on there. They they acquired Flacco, but he's not on this list. Um, but I, I just don't see them living up to what Denver's been in years past, you know? Obviously, last year they weren't great. A couple years ago, they weren't great. The last time they were good, Peyton Mannion was on the team. They want to change that, but, I mean, so here's some good additions. Drew Locke, quarterback, out of Missouri, dropped in the second. Dalton Reisner, offensive lineman out of Kansas State, dropped in the second. Noah Fant, tight end, out of Iowa, dropped in the first. Kareem Jackson, corner, through free agency. And Jawan James, right tackle, through free agency. I do have legit concerns. Should Flacco start, which I think is going to happen, um, and then Locke's going to come in and just be in shambles. I think they don't have a good situation. They don't have the receiving core that they used to have. They have a good run game. I don't think that offensive line isn't that great. The defense is good, but they have to figure that offense, and I think they just haven't done that yet. And I don't think they will. So I think they're they I think Denver's in deep trouble. This is the one team, one of the two teams that I've said that about, and that's Cincinnati and them. Moving on to the Chiefs, 
Obviously lost a couple big names in uh, Kareem Hunt. Obviously that happened last season, though. Um, and potentially they could loot. Now, NFL did not suspend Tyree Kill, but the team still could. Um, so I think the Chiefs could look potentially at a bit of a dip, but um, if they decide not to, I think they're going to be about the same and potentially better. The additions of safety, Tyron Matthew out of free agency, running back Carlos Hyde out of free agency, corner Brashad Breland out of free agency, receiver Michael Hardman drafted in the second round out of Georgia, and Juan Thornhill, safety out of Virginia, drafted in the third round. Um, I'm going to try to wrap this, uh, try to go a little bit quicker here. Um, so I'm going to group Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, and Breland here together and just talk about these three. The Chiefs really needed help in the secondary. That was probably the weakest part of that, of that team last year. Um, they do get big additions in Thornhill and Matthew to play at safety. Breland's going to be good playing at corner. He knows Kyle Fuller pretty well. Uh, they both played in Washington. Uh, and so I th- I, I'm expecting them to improve a little bit de- defensively, but not completely as they lost other key players. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, additions. Nishir Adderley out of Delaware safety drafted in, in the second round. Sherry Tillery, uh, D-tackle, drafted uh, in the first round out of Notre Dame. Quarterback Tyra Taylor, Adrian Phillips. Um, you know, I think here the biggest one is Nishir Adderley. They get they get someone who can play along with... Uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, they drafted him last... Derwin James <laughs> out of FSU. Um but they get that now. They add to what was a really, really strong defense, and they um, they get a, a decent backup for uh, Philip and Tyrod Taylor. Now Oakland, probably another team that looks really good on paper, but who knows how they will perform. Uh, Cleland Farrell drafted first round, D lineman out of Clemson. Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama, drafted in the first round. Antonio Brown through trade. Um, Receiver, of course. Uh, Trent Brown, offensive lineman for, through free agency. LaMarcus Joyner, safety, safety through free agency. And Tyrell Williams, wide receiver through free agency. Uh, obviously, got to highlight Antonio Brown. Big deal for them. They get a number one receiver. They had lost uh, Amari Cooper, obviously, through trade with Cowboys. Tyrell Williams is added to um, that offense, and so is Josh Jacobs and Trent Brown. This offense should look pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I think this will be a pretty decent team. Um, and they, honestly, they could potentially be a really, really, uh, really good team. So, records here. Uh, down for 5-11. and 11. Like I said, they could really be in trouble. Kansas City, 9-7. and 7. Oakland, 10-6. and 6. And the Chargers, 10-6. and 6. And so, finally, we got the NFC West. Um, starting with the Rams, uh, some of their additions, Eric Weddle, uh, the safety out of, uh, free agency, Clay Matthews, linebacker out of free agency, Blake Bortles, quarterback through free agency, and Taylor Rapp, the safety drafted, uh, in round two out of Washington. So for me, biggest one here, Clay Matthews, um, and Eric Weddle. Both of them pretty – some older guys that um, play really good defense. They did need some help, obviously, at safety. 
with Joyner gone um, and decided to get some more help at linebacker, which was something they absolutely needed with Matthews. Um, and hopefully, you know, for Rams fans, that he continues to be the angelist wonder he is. Uh, Seattle. I only have two here, Ziggy Ansah and DK Metcalf. Uh, Ziggy Ansah, the defensive lineman through free agency, DK Metcalf, receiver uh, out of Ole Miss, drafted in the second round. Obviously, I'm only going to talk about DK Metcalf here. Big guy. Um, Seattle's expecting a lot out of him, especially now that uh, Baldwin is gone. They lose a key player in that offense, and they hope that Metcalf can kind of replace what they lost in uh, Baldwin. So who knows what will happen there. I do think they could potentially be in trouble if he does not live up to that height. 49ers, their additions. Nick Bosa, D lineman out of Ohio State, drafted in the first round. Debo Samuel, uh, receiver out of South Carolina, drafted in the second round. I threw Jimmy G on here because he's returning from injury and he's going to be a key part of this team. Tevin Coleman running back through free agency. D Ford um, through trade and uh, linebacker. And Quan Alexander, linebacker through free agency. Um, obviously, I want, here's, here's the one I'm going to talk about. Well, I'm going to talk about Bosa and Jimmy G. Bosa, obviously, he's going to be a big, defen- big part of that defensive line. Um, and I think it's kind of the thing that I said with Sean Gary, but I think with Bosa there, I think you'll start moving, the 49ers will start moving players on the defensive line around besides Bosa. Some people will play inside, some people will play outside. They might stand somebody up to where um, a lot of different, form, you see a lot of different defensive formations from the 49ers this season, and it kind of gets some offensive, offensive uh, some offenses rattled. And then Jimmy G, of course, big. This is going to be a big return from him. Can he prove that he's the starting quarterback for the 49ers? If he does, I think this team could potentially have a really, really good season. And then we'll round it out with the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, their new head coach, um, Kyler Murray, quarterback, drafting the first round out of Oklahoma, Terrell Suggs. Uh, Hakeem Butler, the receiver out of Iowa State, um, drafted in the fourth. And Deontay Thompson, the safety out of Alabama, drafted in the fifth. And obviously, we got to talk about Kyler here. I think Kyler could potentially win a couple games. They did add um, a good amount, I think, in Arizona to help him win. But I also feel like they're if they didn't, I think they should have improved the offensive line a little bit. So there could be a little bit of chaos in Arizona um, with Kyler pretty early on. So we're going to round this out with their records. San Francisco, 7-9. and nine. Seattle, 8-8. Eight and eight. Arizona, 9-7. And, and the Rams at 10-6. and six. Now, if you, now, I will say these, the teams that throughout this that did make the playoffs were obviously... Uh, so Oakland made it through the uh, through the wild card. They would, they would have faced Jacksonville. Uh, Kansas Kansas City would make it in the wild card, and they would face Cleveland. Arizona would make it in the wild card and play Washington, while Philadelphia would make the wild card and play the Rams. That's how it would set up. 
I'm not going to go through those predictions, but um, had fun with this, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to the NFL season. Looking ahead for the podcast, I will release one next week. Um, I do want to do something Disney, uh, Disney related, and then just get, you know, get moving with that, um, get that out of the way to get into more maybe personal life and sports stuff before a lot of stuff comes there. So, uh, if you have, if you have any suggestions for Disney topics, comment on, comment on Facebook, uh, uh, under the video or find, find it on a, find the page on Instagram and message me and I will try to be more active there. And also if you want, uh, the podcast to, uh, go to have a Twitter pay, uh, a Twitter profile, uh, please, uh, tell me if you want that or not. And then, um, yeah, so that's really all I want from you guys. So goodbye, adios, however you say goodbye, and have a good week.